Welcome to Tech Mobility Topics. Every now and then, we go off into the weeds, and this is not exactly all the way off into the weeds, but bear with me. I will try to explain why this is important. A proposed rule by the Federal Railroad Administration will prevent freight rail cars produced by Chinese companies from being used in the U.S. freight network, according to those in the know, is an issue of national security. Like everything that moves in our world today, even rail cars are getting more sophisticated in terms of sensors and GPS and a million other things that's going on depending on what they're hauling. And if you've been following the news, you know over the last few years, uh, it's become more critical to know what's in a in a rail car, be it a tank car in terms of chemical makeup or where it is or its condition or how many of them you got. All of these things are important. Depending on the cargo could also be an issue of national security. There's a move afoot. They're concerned. Congress, there's several members of Congress that are concerned and the feds are concerned about where rail cars are made. Now, <laughs> it's not exactly a vehicle that you can smuggle in the United States. These things weigh 30, 40 tons each. And railroads just don't up and buy them from anywhere. I mean, they already have some pretty rigorous rules with respect to the different types of freight cars that are used, particularly specialty cars. Um, for the most part, depending on the chemical, some of these tank cars are double and triple walled. Uh, they've got uh, sensors, they've got safety valves, they've got all kinds of things already built into them for redundancy, safety, what happens in case they derail, what they're supposed to do, all of this stuff. But here's a question that uh, the head of the Rail Security Alliance and the Railway Supply Institute came up with. And full disclosure, these organizations were started in the last 10 years because of their concern about the rise of Chinese railroad equipment manufacturers getting a toll in the United States and maybe compromising our rail cars as they get more sophisticated in terms of being able to report things by building things in. It's the same issue they have with computers, the same issue they were having with cell phones. They did not want a foreign entity to get an unfair advantage or bad actors to get into our fundamental systems in ways that would cause harm uh, or damage to American businesses, American right away, American citizens. And like I said, rail cars now are no exception. The Federal Railroad Administration is proposing that new freight rail cars in the United States must prove that they have been manufactured in a country, and I quote, that's not on U.S. watch list for raising U.S. national security concerns or allegedly violating U.S. intellectual property laws. According to the proposed rulemaking, China would be the only country that would be on all the U.S. watch lists. So they don't want that to happen. The proposed rule would also require sensitive technology that would be located on the rail car to be sourced from a country not on U.S. watch list. We've talked about this. We've talked about how trucking is getting smarter and even the dry cargo van that you see all over the road 
and how much technology is now going into that, even down to, um, you know, electric assist and a whole bunch of other data and things. And it really comes with where our economy is going as consumers, as businesses demand more and more purchases, cargo, freight, just in time materials. Now it becomes more and more important to know the condition, the location and uh, the speed at which those goods or are being transported across our country and over what, by whom, in what, this is more of the same. And it's something you probably never even thought of that was an issue, but there's a growing number of people who are concerned. The RSA, which is, and I mentioned it before, the Rail Security Alliance was founded in 2015 in response to concerns that state-owned enterprises in China expressed intentions to dominate the global market for passenger and freight rail cars. The creation of RSA was to curb that influence in North America, although CRRC, a state-owned rolling stock manufacturer, managed to successfully win four contracts from transit authorities in Boston, Philadelphia, Chicago, and Los Angeles. Let me do, let me stop right here. The Boston contract was a train wreck, if you'll pardon the pun. Uh, the vehicles that the MBTA ordered from them we're just all kinds of messed up and they're still having problems with them. Even though the company was building them in the United States, nothing but problems. And that is a public safety issue, a whole bunch of other issues. It just was a mess. So they're not far wrong on where they're going with this. Freight rail really is a cyclical market and the opportunity to continue to build every year as opposed to transit contracts, which may come up every 20, 30, 40 years. And so the members of this organization were concerned that the manufacturing of passenger rail cars would leak into freight and then you'd start to see cost-cutting measures there as well as a degradation of freight rail, the builder market, and the manufacturing market. We have enough problems right now. You're thinking uh, the Norfolk Southern collision in East Palestine, Ohio, uh, a year or so ago, uh, and that's with our equipment. You don't need other equipment that was built on the cheap or they cut corners or they put or manipulated the sensors or data in such a way to compromise loads and cause some real trouble. That's why we're here. Under the proposed rule, rail car manufacturers would need to electronically certify to the FRA that each freight car complies with the rule before it can operate on U.S. railroads. However, rail car manufacturers would not have have a continuing obligation to certify their assets on a regular basis, nor would the rule apply to those involved in aftermarket activities, such as performing repairs or maintenance, which as a uh, disinterested third-party observer, I'm like, why go halfway? If you're going to do it, go all the way. Why would you have a company that could modify, change, or otherwise manipulate something in a repair shop to do the very compromise you all are trying to pass laws saying not to do. Yeah, I know. I get a little excited, but it sometimes just doesn't make sense. It does not make sense. FRA's proposed rule would amend existing federal code on freight car rail standards. And this is a similar legal framework in the trade trade agreement between the U.S., Mexico, and Canada, according to the Federal Register Notice. Yeah, 
Yeah. The idea of certifying rail cars manufacturing origins is also pertinent because rail cars are becoming more technologically complex and could hold sensitive information through their use of sensor systems, GPS technology, and transmission technology. And let me just leave this with you. The U.S. military ships a lot of stuff by rail, too. Think about that. We've come to the end of our program. Be sure to join me again here next time right here. This has been the Tech Mobility Show. The Tech Mobility Show is a copywritten production of Tech Mobility Productions Incorporated. Any rebroadcast, retransmission, or any other use is prohibited without the written consent of Tech Mobility Productions Incorporated. For those of you that listen to podcasts, we have just the one for you. Hi, I'm Ken Chester. Tech Mobility Topics is a podcast where I upload topic-specific videos each week. Shorter than the full show, these bite-sized programs are just the thing, particularly if you're interested in a particular topic covered on the weekly radio show. From Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and many podcast platforms in between, we got you covered. Just enter Tech Mobility Topics in the search bar wherever you listen to podcasts. Social media. It's the place to be who are no exception. Hi, I'm Ken Chester, host of the Tech Mobility Show. Several times a week, I post to TikTok several of the topics that I cover on my weekly radio show. It's another way to keep up on mobility, technology, news, and information. I've built quite a library of short videos for your viewing pleasure, so be sure to watch, like, and subscribe. That's the Tech Mobility Show on TikTok. Check it out. To learn more about the Tech Mobility Show, start by visiting our website. Hi, I'm Ken Chester, host of the Tech Mobility Show. The website is a treasure trove of information about me and the show, as well as where to find it on the radio across the country. Keep up with the happenings at the Tech Mobility Show by visiting techmobility.show. That's techmobility.show. You can also drop us a line at talk at techmobility.show. Do you listen to podcasts? Seems that most people do. Hi, I'm Ken Chester, host of the Tech Mobility Show. If you missed any of our weekly episodes on the radio, our podcast is a great way to listen. You can find the Tech Mobility Podcast just about anywhere you can enjoy podcasts. Be sure to follow us. From Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and many platforms in between, we are there. Just enter the Tech Mobility Podcast in the search bar wherever you listen to podcasts.